What's going on, youth? Welcome back to Youth After Dark, episode 12. My name is Nick, and I'm joined here with my wife, Brooke, and Pastor Brian. We just wrapped up an amazing night at youth. It was for my friends' night. Shout out to Noel. Shout out to Noel. Still can't pronounce her last name. Yeah. Apoli. Apala, something like that. It was, I'm, I'm probably butchering it right now. Noel, I'm sorry. But it was amazing. For my friends' night, Noel won a free pair of vans. We had Mr. Softy, Knockout Tribe War, Outside Tribe Alpha. I think we should do that round. again. That was fun. That, that was, was great. great. I, it kept, great, I think great, it kept great. a lot of people engaged. All right, I'm going to take the sunglasses I was, off. like, nervous. My heart was um, racing. It was amazing. It was great. I, I love Knockout. It's always a good game. When someone makes the shot, they get someone out. It's just very intense moment, so. We definitely need to wrap Great that time. one back Good up. times. Lots of fun. Uh, Mr. Softy, Avi. I didn't get it. I came outside. The line was longer than the DMV. It was wild. <laughs> I was fun. like, no, sir. I love ice cream, but I don't love it that much. I, I, it was <laughs> so good. I Brooke really literally came into leaders being just like. <laughs> what? Like, I had to I beat the line. I had to beat the line. She's like pushing kids out of the way. <laughs> like, I got to get my twist. Get out of here, squirt. <laughs> I got to get my twist. Are you a 40-year-old plumber? What was that? Get out of here, kid. <laughs> I didn't even say it like that. What are they selling? I didn't even okay, say it like well, that. Okay, well, hey. So, tonight, <laughs> the, the message tonight uh, was amazing. We had a leader and a student share tonight. Shameless plug. They're both on Tribe Alpha, the greatest hey tribe there is. Hey Ariel hey and Noah. Uh, it was amazing. Um, Noah preached on uh, temporary happiness and eternal joy, Oof. which was you love amazing. That. You I, love to I hear really that. did love that. You love to hear it that. Was so good. And Ariel preached on integrity. Oh, I got my, Both of them were amazing. Um, so I mean, here it is th three points that Ariel gave. Integrity yeah. is more than good habits. Oof. That's the one I wrote down. I had to. That Note is taker. Really we out aunt. here. It was so good. Your walk in integrity may be lonely sometimes. But, but you're, you're never alone. alone. Oof. Love Holy that. smokes. Brilliant. Holy love smokes. that. Proverbs 6.2. It is by God's power that we increasingly become people of integrity. Her love third that. point. Man, just both incredible messages. So encouraging. Love having people just have a go. Yeah. You know, I go. think it was both their first time preaching tonight. Yeah. They crushed it. And they crushed it. That was so good. Both so just super anointed. too good. Five if hot I say nights. So <laughs> we, Tribe Alpha, we just have anointed leaders. Like, we're just yeah. built different. Uh -huh. We're built Different. Dauphin. 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 <laughs> I'm out of pocket tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Should we bring him on? We should bring him we on. We should bring, bring him on. on. Come on. Clap it's for like, Noah. It's like we're at a talk show. I feel like we should have, like, the prices we're right at a talk music show. when they, like, come on down. No, he's got to have his music. All right. Music. Real quick. First off, uh, Noah, greatest haircut ever. That, thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what What you. is that? What is that called again? A mullet. mullet? It's a straight mullet. It's a mullet. Mm -hmm. A mohawk. And mullets are back. Apparently. Should I get a I mullet? Bri, I said it's giving Steve Harrington vibes, right? Yes. Steve Harrington vibes. Big time. Bleach it. <laughs> I've been asking oh. for bleached hair, Brian, for so long. It would look so bad. Like, let's just, let's just call it what it is. It would look terrible. No, it would not look good. <laughs> it would look so bad. April said uh, when you're over 25, it's no go. And so that's, fair. that's it. I, I feel like I agree. 
No, I feel like when you face. had the bleach hair, like I was like, this is a vibe, this is a vibe. But now when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was that was bright. Like that was That was bright. That was I went for the white. white. I wanted white. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, I didn't I, think I, I realized. really do love your hair though, Noah. Thank you. Yeah, it looks great. We got All right, really so Noah. Track. All right. You look great. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah those are crucial. Wear, uh, yeah. Sunglasses. The sunglasses Crucial. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The oh. sunglasses of salvation. Thank I you, didn't Nick. Read that. That, thank you. <laughs> one flesh, one mic. <laughs> All right. So, uh, no. How long have you been a Christian for? Um, I was born in the church, and so I've been a Christian my entire life. Okay. So, but so you just grew up confessing that Jesus is Lord and Savior, mm. and you've always believed He is who He says He is. Well, that is what was said in my house, and so that is what I took in my heart. That is the testimony I'm praying for my I children. Love that. Right. Come on, yeah, they Amen. would only know God, love God, yeah. be planted yeah. in His house, and so that's really cool. How long have you been coming to youth for? I've been coming to youth for about two years now. Two yeah. years now. Two years now. Two years. I feel like you've been coming longer than that. I know. Probably wouldn't ask him to preach if I knew it was just two years. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm we have kidding. a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> minimum five years. No. Yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome, man. Really, yeah. really appreciate you. Think. I think God has a real call in your life to be yeah. a leader. You're graduating this year. I am indeed. And Let's you're going to be a leader. I am. Let's and, go. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Just an absolute weapon, gun, a man of God. Love you. Appreciate you. Um, tonight's message is so good. Mm. The idea of eternal joy over yeah. temporary happiness. God just doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. Mm. Um, talk to me a little bit about why you wanted to preach this message. This is your first time preaching. Yeah. This was the subject. Yeah. Why? Well, um, I mean, for the past few weeks, I've kind of been living off of the verse uh, in James four, I believe it is, where it says, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, take joy in uh, trials because you know that God is um, strengthening you and creating perseverance in you. Mm. And so I was really trying to hone in on that uh, subject of joy. And when I, when I was looking for, uh, through verses and like asking God to speak to me, I found uh, the verse, uh, second Corinthians and um, I saw the, um, the happiness and the joy, and I thought maybe I could tie them together and compare and contrast them. That's great, because there's a, dis a distinction between joy and happiness, right? Yeah. yeah. Happiness, I could get a text message right now, my happiness be gone. Yeah. Joy is sustaining. Joy is, it's built down, it's rooted, it's in eternal things, yeah. it's in a, an eternal God, and so th there, there's a big difference there. But I do think um, oftentimes, like, it says in Hebrews that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, right? Yeah. And so there can be joy even in suffering. Yeah. There's not happiness in suffering because happiness is that feeling, right? Yeah. It's that it, it's that something that's temporary. Yeah. And so uh, one of my favorite books, probably the most influential book on my Christian life outside of the Bible, is a book called Desiring God by John Piper. Mm. And in that book, he talks about the, the thesis of it is the, the Westminster's Confession was the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yeah. His thesis of the book is that, but just tweaked just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the tweak is the chief end of man is to glorify God by, not end, by enjoying him forever. Yeah. And so the thesis is God is most glorified in me when I am most satisfied in him. And yeah. so God is after our joy. Yeah. Like God wants us to delight in him. Like God is not 
glorified in what's called like begrudging submission, mm-hmm. right? God's not glorified in us moping around and oh, I guess we got to go to church again. And, and I'm I'm not saying that like you shouldn't have disciplines, but that God. I just realized he's wearing these glasses. It's, it's a really vibe. Calvin Klein. I look down and then I look back and I'm like, oh, look at this really Noah. Um, but that like God is after our joy, yeah. and like it, like I said, I think the the biggest example of that because someone will push back and be like, oh well, what about Jesus going to the cross? And it's like, no, even Jesus going to the cross and taking the wrath of God poured out on him on Calvary is the joy that was set before him. Yeah, and so joy is just absolutely weaving throughout the entire Bible. Um, and I think you just articulated it so well tonight about being focused on eternal things and not temporary happiness. So it's a really good message. That's Nick, great. Brooke, any, anything to add there? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's it's so needed to, like, make the, like, just distinguish between what happiness is, what joy is. Because, I mean, like, I, I've always, like, hated the saying, like, money can't buy happiness. Money can for sure buy happiness if if you buy me a jet ski, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> jet skis are awesome. But you can't buy joy. Yeah. And, right? <laughs> and just the fact that, like, the the happiness is just an emotion that is a fleeting emotion. When you said that, the uh, the jet ski, yeah. it made me think. Remember Tiger King, the guy on the, uh, on the jet ski just going in the bay? She's like, Woo! I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> Remember when that that was quarantine? Wow, that feels like that feels like ages ago. That was a long time ago. But it, it's just crazy because no, like it it's like many things in life, like yeah. just so fleeting, so temporary. But that that joy that is internal, we only find in Jesus, and it's like the one thing that we'll always get enough of, we'll always be fulfilled by, is our joy in the Lord. I feel like happiness is like just a feeling and then joy is kind of like a state of being almost because you can you can be in the state of of joy because you know like what jesus did for us uh but i feel like happiness just i don't know like i said up there i feel like it just comes it can come and go yeah happiness comes and joy is a conviction yeah you know it's something that like hey i'm i'm choosing to have my joy in the lord you know go ahead bro okay brooke's done Let's clap for Noah. Great job, Noah. Thank you. Ariel. Let's clap for Ariel. 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 Here she comes. She's she's wearing glasses, so I'm not going to make her put the Calvin She's already got her glasses on. Thank you for respecting my face. (laughs) You know. You know. That's how we do. Well, Ariel, preach your house on tonight. Definitely a teacher. Yeah. It's funny oh, yeah. when I when I read through somebody's notes, I'm always like, hey, I wonder how they're going to preach this. Yeah. You know, like, how would I preach this? And uh, totally took me off guard. I was like, wow, she's really good. She's a great communicator, yeah. very much a teacher, very articulate, yeah. very, you know, good tone, good pacing. Everything about it was brilliant tonight. I told, I told Brooke last week because she, she went up with the laptop. Last week I was like, Brooke, what if I use my laptop? She's like, no, you can't take a laptop up there. And then Ariel did that. I said, see? <laughs> Well, we had, a, we had a bit of printer malfunction. Yes, the printer was not our friend. Ariel, Ariel told me I at just, like 7 o'clock, 7.15, uh, 7.30. Yes. Hey, can you, can you print my message? But it, it's cool, though, it's because, like, mind. it's just like, it's a vibe. It's a technology vibe. All right, so, you uh, Ariel, when did you become a Christian? Ooh. I would say that um, something I mentioned in my message was that, you know, going to church was something that was kind of ingrained in, like, the order of our lives. Mm. And I'm really grateful. I don't discount um, 
my decision at a young age. But I think I really learned and stepped into maturity um, when I uh, really fully understand, despite, like, like I mentioned, integrity in the mind, you're going to find a way to rationalize it. And I found that uh, while I was in college. So I really believe that my Hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Yes. Let's go back. Yes. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Miami, but my family moved to New Jersey when I was, like, around, like, elementary school age. So I okay. claim Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So you're from the South. Welcome, Welcome to, to Miami. Miami. <laughs> Emi, Ami, Imi. Those aren't words, by the way. <laughs> so so you're – where did you move to? And where in Jersey? Um, my family moved a lot, but uh, from Miami, we moved to uh, Pleasantville, New Jersey. Pleasantville, New yeah, Jersey. Okay, yeah. cool. And then you were – were you val- You were class president. I was student body president. Student body wow. president at Rowan. You graduated mm-hmm. last year. Yes. And now you work full-time. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you're one of the best people ever. Really appreciate she you. She is. She's one of the best. Genuinely, one of those one of those people that's really hard not to smile when you're around her. Very, yeah. Just an infectious joy that uh, we so much appreciate. Yeah. And so uh, you're from Miami, Pleasantville, New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to Rowan. Graduated from Rowan. Mm-hmm. You're crushing life. You've been a youth leader for how long now? A year and some change. Love that. <laughs> Love that for you. Thank you. I love that for me. <laughs> He's just, it's just, it's, yeah. can be emotional. Don't, watermelon, say watermelon. Watermelon, you don't watermelon. 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 I felt it come on. I'm like. <laughs> Look at the light. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I don't want We don't want him to sneeze. Nah. Let it know. out. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, first time preaching tonight. Yes. Come on. Woo child, yes. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. ever. So why, uh, why this message on integrity? Mm, I think what about it's such a privilege to serve as a youth leader. And then yeah. one of the responsibilities, we have the opportunity to uh, have a crew. And I love my girls so much, five de- uh, dedicated young, young women. And that love I carry for them, I wish I could keep them in this bubble, right? But it's not realistic. And so um, I think about my testimony and how God had turned a very painful situation for my good, for his, uh, just to point to his will, his perfect will and purpose. So um, I think how integrity is something that can be forgotten in our walks as Christians. Mm -hmm. We come to this routine of, oh, we're going to church on Wednesday and a Sunday. And soon we forget the why and from those other days of the week, what's holding us, you know? So I think putting that emphasis on integrity in our hearts is so powerful because we're allowed to see that so much beyond what we can rationalize and control. And I really wanted a message that would resonate with the students that can speak to why, why are we doing this and yeah. what upholds us throughout those days of the week. That's great. I love that. I, I love the, the premise of it, of just like, you know, it always, when you ask people what integrity is, mm-hmm. it's always interesting to hear their mm-hmm. response. Yeah. So a lot of times I think if you ask somebody just randomly, hey, what's integrity? They'll be like, oh, well, it's like honesty. Character. Character, right. And uh, I heard Rick Warren talking about it once, and he basically defined it as like you are the same person wherever you are. And so whether you're at church on Sunday, at work, during the week, at school, like you're that same person. You have the same spirit, the same attitude. You're going to speak the same words. And so I, I just think that is so... When when you lack integrity, Christianity gets so bizarre a world. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, you can pick up a better hobby than this. Yeah. Right? Like, if you don't want to live this out for real, yeah. actually have a position of your heart and, like, love Jesus all the time and be faithful to him all the time, yeah. then, like, why? Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? 
You know, like, yeah. if you're not, like, just going, hey, I'm, I'm going to petition the Lord, I'm going to seek him, and I'm going to be in his presence, like, when no one's around, uh, if, if not, then Christianity is just, like, about everybody else, and it's not about God. Yeah, exactly. It just gets so weird. Yeah. 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 Right? Yes, it's so, definitely, because uh, we don't want to be, I also think it's so important to be realistic. This walk is not easy, mm -hmm. and I think that's why it's so important to mention the scripture that Jesus, he was tempted in every single way, but yet he did not sin. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's important to mention that's not a disconnect because he did a sin. It's a reason why we're pointing to a perfect, loving Savior who sees us in our struggles and battles. And um, I, think of, I think of why it's so important for us to be in our words, in mm -hmm. our word to encourage us so we have those tools against the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Nick, can you jump in real quick? I think integrity, what it looks like in the Christian life, mm. is it's a repentant life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you were mentioned, like, and Noah mentioned it too, is that we're not looking for perfection. Mm. We find our perfection in Christ Jesus, yeah. who was perfect on our behalf. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so on this side of eternity, in this flesh suit, body, earth yeah. suit, um, we'll have sin. Well, make mistakes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he said flesh suit, <laughs> earth suit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was literally, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> Skin and bones. <laughs> I, I thought you said sin and bones. <laughs> oh, that'll preach. Uh, that'll preach. That's good. Um, it's somewhere. Well, I think integrity is living a repentant life. Meaning yeah. you're not going to be perfect all the time. You are going to fall short, but, like, a repentant life is a position of the heart yeah. in that, like, you are repentant not just when you get found out, yeah. but, bef like, when you fall short in sin, you're repentant before a holy God. Yes. Yeah. So and I think that's a, a real key mark of integrity. Yeah, it's like I remember when I first realized what integrity was. I was like, integrity is, like, obviously it's who you are when no one's looking. And you think about that, like, obviously God always sees us. So it's like how you were just talking about how, like, if, if we're not careful, it can be we're doing it for everybody else. We're not doing it for God. It's okay. Well, if we're trying to, like, deceive ourselves and thinking that, like, we can be a different person, like, God still sees that. Right. And then at that point, it's like, okay, do we not have that fear of God or, like, that reverence for God of, like, ah, I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care if God sees it because, like, nobody else sees it. So, like, my stature or my social status in, like, church or whatever, like, yeah. is still clean and spotless like that's where you have to be careful i feel like yeah and it's it's the reason i like that phrase wherever you are is because like nick i'm sure you've met people before who like they're real cool when it's just one-on-one -on -one, but then you get around like other people like i remember in high school it's like they get around older kids and they're just like a jerk yeah. you know like dude mm -hmm. why do you like this like oh it's because older kids are here now so there's like 12th graders here so now you need to be like rude to me and t tear me down and make fun yeah. of me like dude you don't act like this like why are you, yeah why are you doing this yeah. and so there you, you changed bro <laughs> in the worst yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say for the worst <laughs> yeah, for the worst um, <laughs> but um but I, 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 do, I do think it's, like, integrity is wherever you are, no matter who you're with. Mm. Like, when when I'm working with a bunch of guys who don't know Christ, I'm still reflecting Christ to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. they should still know that I'm a Christian even though I'm not in a church. Yeah. Right? Like, the words that I speak, the language that I use, like, they should know that I still love Jesus. So it's no matter who I'm in front of, whether I'm in front of everybody, somebody, nobody, I, that the integrity I possess, I'm going to be the same person no matter where I'm at. Which I think is huge for you students because if they're here on a Wednesday and then they're in school, a completely different person, they're at home, 
And it's like, wait, I thought you were a Christian. What's what's good? Got to have that integrity. Okay. We oh. have to get to the Q&A. Ariel, we love wow, you. Love Grateful you. for you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. This one's mine. All right, Nick, do your Q&A segment. Whatever. Yes. Well, hey, guys, right now we are going to jump into the Q&A like we always do. We're going to have like the we always do this town. I go. Every time we do that, every week. Sorry. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump it's into the Q&A. Make sure you're sending your questions in. We're going to have the – I'm going to sprinkle as the number comes across the screen. As the number comes across the screen, maybe we'll that. answer your questions. <laughs> maybe we won't. She's like, I'm not putting all these She's like, I'm not here. putting a sprinkle effect. <laughs> like, what are you? But, hey – we can't answer your questions if you don't send them in, so send them in, and maybe we'll answer them. Pastor Brian, question number one. Quizzy question. First Corinthians one. 14, verse 34 through 35 says, women can't speak in church. What's that really oof, mean? Oof, All right, here oof, we go. First oof, Corinthians oof. 14, 34. Women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Okay, there's our verse. There's two yeah. verses in the entire Bible. Yeah. And so if you just read those two verses. And you're like, oh, sorry, girls can't breathe. Oh, sorry. So let's uh, go all the way up to First Corinthians 14. Uh and just look at the heading, uh, cor- um, corruption in worship, mm. uh, intelligibility in worship. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. The one who prophesies speaks to people. They're strengthening and encouraging. Okay, so I, I don't want to read through the whole thing, but I encourage you to read through 1 Corinthians 14 and read to that verse there. That's going to give you t- context of what's being said. Yeah. Remember, this is an epistle to a church in Corinth that uh, is actually, it is actually, he wrote four, four letters. We only have letters two and four. I always get this confused. Yeah, there's actually four. Paul wrote four letters to Corinth. We have one and two. It was either one and it was either one and three or two and four. They they, they skip one. So I'm gonna find the letters <laughs> to Corinth. <laughs> the canon is closed, Nick. Okay. <laughs> so um, some some kid texting like, "Hey, I found it." Like, oh boy. <laughs> so 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 what's happening here is, like I said, there is people that are just speaking up. Paul is dealing with an overarching issue here, not like specific to women in this church who are just standing up, yelling in tongues, prophesying. When you read the last verse here, um, you're going to see, therefore, my brothers, my brothers, my brothers and sisters be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. So I love this is what I love about Paul because if you can go right or left, you can pull the pendulum and be like, all oh, these women are speaking in tongues and they're yelling in church. Nope, no more. Don't don't do it. Don't don't he says, Hey, don't don't forbid speaking in tongues, but everything should be done in a fitting and an orderly way. Yeah. yeah. That's that that's the verse. Yeah. That's what Paul is saying. Yeah. yeah. That's the that hey, if women speak in church, it should be done in a fitting and orderly the women that 
Paul is writing to in this specific verse and context are out of control. Yeah. yeah. They're you're yelling, they're screaming, they're carrying on. And so what Paul is saying here is it needs to be done in an orderly way. Now, yeah. let me just expand on it just really quickly because other people are going to throw other verses about women in churches, in ministry. Um, if they know their Bible pretty well, they're going to they're gonna use different arguments about why uh, women shouldn't teach in church or be in church. Um one, I ask this in youth you. Everybody's really familiar with the verses that discourage women in ministry, mm-hmm. but how many of us are familiar with the verses that encourage women in ministry? Mm. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Like, literally, when Paul is in, um, where is it, Athens? Uh, Paul's in the city. Uh, uh, I think it's Priscilla. Is that right? Aquila? Um, they own no the idea. house that the church is in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Not only, like, are women involved, they own the church building, okay? So, like, Paul is writing, hey, he's encouraging women that he's doing missionary journeys with. That is very clear that it's a side-by-side ministry. Yeah. Um, So I would encourage people who bring that up or look at these verses, try to look at the other side, have a balance from Enoch in it, and look and go, hey, there are actually a lot of verses that are going to encourage, and Paul is going to be writing encouragement to women in ministry. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing I want to say with this is just because someone's teaching doesn't mean they're holding authority. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people that are going to say, oh, well, women can't teach in in churches, you know, like that doesn't, just because I'm teaching on, here on a Wednesday night, that doesn't mean I have authority over the church. Right. Yeah. Right. Pastor Jesse's still the senior pastor. Yeah. yeah. Still the lead pastor. He still has full autonomy and authority. Pastor Jesse walked in and was like, turn the lights on, turn the music off. <laughs> Music's off. Lights are on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I think there, there. That's where a, a massive argument needs to be had and made is that like those verses that they're going to use are going to ultimately they're going to be imbalanced. If you're trying to argue that women can't teach and be in ministry, they're going to have a massive yeah. imbalance from Unique. They're going to ignore a lot of what Paul writes that is good and encouraging about women in ministry, mm-hmm. and they're also, I think, going to interpret those verses wrong and yeah. a lot of that yeah. can be wrong in just first corinthians 14 by not understanding the full context of the chapter yeah right you don't even have to go culturally into it you could just look at that chapter and be like hey this is obviously what paul's yeah. writing about here so we're gonna get to the next Boom. question That's answer great. number two all right i get the good ones <laughs> golden state warriors or the boston celtics oh man i hate both of them so much really yeah Why? do you have an nba team Knicks. okay are you from New York or what? My family's from, from the Jersey. Bronx. You know that. True. But then why, why the Packers? I don't know. My dad's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Bert's in the right for being a Giants fan. <laughs> you yeah. got me there. My dad raised me as a Packers fan, and now I'm a Packers fan. I went to Lambeau Field as a kid, and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Yeah. And uh, ended up dating a girl from Green Bay in yeah. Bible college. And she was... <laughs> Huh, Green Bay, more like Green what, what Bay. Is she, what is Yo, she watching? She's this? out of control. What is today? she watching? She's like watching. She's like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> As she's wearing a cheese head. <laughs> anyway, I love, I love, I do love the Packers. Yeah, Green Bay's a great team. And, uh, so who are you picking for the finals? I don't know. I Boston fans drive me insane because they, they do all the time. There's just cocky arrogance about oh. them that drive El me. El Presidente. Insane. Yeah, it's just is like. 
all right, dudes, we get it. Like, your, your city wins a lot of championships. Yeah. It's great. Bastard. Good for you. But y'all have the Bastard. worst accent in the whole wide world. So well, yeah. <laughs> Boston is <laughs> like you Boston's actually still top, top one worst accent ever. It's it's going to be the Warriors. I know. I don't it's want Jay to be happy with Steph, the Warriors. Steph so. Curry, uh, greatest shooter of all time. I think they're going to close it out. I like um, Steph Curry. It's 3-2. It's 3-2. I mean, uh, I'll go Celtics. Ooh, ew, Celtics in seven. I'm going Warriors. Celtics, seven. Celtics in seven. I'm going no, Warriors. I'm going Sorry, Jaquay. All right, we're so late. All right, All question right. number three. What does it really mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made? That's great. I could see this. i got to figure out what's going on. Like, I yeah. just steadily have a cough. And he yeah. doesn't even cover his mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you have your what voice back. Hydration. He's got the jug. It's offensive, and you know it. Yeah. That was offensive, and you know <laughs> And you know Because you know I'm hydrated. You know I drink a gallon a day. That's great. Truly. That's I'm going to start doing apple cider vinegar. Put throat coat in <laughs> the hydro jug. Just fill the fill the jug no. yeah, with no, throat coat. Something. Okay, fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> I'm guessing My gosh. the, the hold-up might be there fearfully. Uh, yeah. I've yeah. always tried to teach the distinctions between just even the idea of yeah. fear, right? There's that terrifying fear that you're scared and you're in your closet and you're shaking and oh my gosh. There's the excitement fear that the reason that you go on roller coasters, yeah. the reason that you do things that are kind of like get your jump out of airplanes, shout out to Nadia. Yeah. Um, there's that fun fear. And then there's this 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 reverence fear. And I've, I've always tried to teach it this way. When I got my license, I went down, or when I was doing my six hours permit, I went down, I got in the car, dad got in the car with me, I went to go start it up, he said, son, stop. So I stopped, he said, look at me, and I said, okay. He says, this is a death machine. It has the oh. ability to kill you, the passengers in your car, and other people on the road. Wow. And I was like, holy That's smokes. That's a great speech to give. And, and You're so, probably like. So, so, so here's what it was, though. I wasn't terrified of the car. Yeah. I wasn't even terrified to even go out on the road. Yeah. I grew up on the road. I, I see people driving. I've always had the mindset, everyone else can drive. Yeah. I can drive, too. Yeah. yeah. There's some people that aren't so bright out there on the road. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Shout out to Dom Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I still haven't seen the new one, and is. I can't You wait. said I grew up on the road, and that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> I was raised by these streets. I mean, it's like on the road, like driving on the road. Like, yeah. Like, not like a gypsy, but just like... <laughs> Shout out to April's aunt who is a gypsy. Anyway, so um, <laughs> we talked about it last night. That's why it was just fresh in my mind. But she's what like, if she could be watching too? What, it, what is a gypsy? I don't know. Gypsy. She basically like travels, but she's anyway. We can't get into it right now. Okay. Yeah. We're spiraling. That. We don't so, need to know about this. So the idea. Tell me after that. I I got in that car. Yeah. And there was. Dad, dad said, hey, here's things that could happen. Yeah. That didn't inspire a terrifying fear. It inspired a reverence. Mm. Yeah. It inspired of, okay, this is what it is. Yep. So I think when the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord, it's talking about a real reverence. Yeah. Uh, even, all right, I might get in trouble here. All right, I'll do it. When people are like, Abba, Father. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, that just means daddy. It's a real term of affection. Now, that sounds great. But in Jewish culture, yeah. that's not it. Yeah. yeah, they're not talking to their Jewish fathers like, "Hey, Daddy O, Daddy God." Right? Yeah. yeah, they're they're not. The, now they are talking about it in a very intimate way, yeah. Yeah. right? It is very relational and intimate. Brooke is killing me tonight. The way that she's just looking at I, me and Nick is like she's ready to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I, I am just so thought hungry. of a, uh, I just thought of a band name, a Christian band name that is weird, but we'll I'll tell share you after. with the group, please. Yeah, it's so. called Big Daddy Weave. <laughs> yeah. 
They're on. They're who on the Christian radio station all the time. Me and Nick are like, really? Wait, that's who, what they who's, landed who's on. Who signed off on this? That's what they landed so, on. Sorry. So when it says <clears> that <throat> you are fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah, you were made with a reference. Yeah, you were made in in a unique and special kind of way. Yeah. You are the apple of God's eye. Mm. You are like in creation narrative, right? Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Humans are made. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. And so there's something significant. When it says fearfully, yeah. there's this reverence and this awe that comes with it. And so when it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah. and then there's a wonder to it, right? And so that doesn't mean that fearful, that it was terrifying, or God was scared, right. or he was on his throne thinking, uh-oh, Brooke's coming. You know, like, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so that, that's not what it is. Fearfully and wonderfully made means yeah. that God, God created you as the apple of his eye. You are unique with value and worth created in his image, and it's wonderful. Come on. Mm, love that. Amazing. Well, hey, you, that's going to wrap it up for us right now. We will see you at church on Sunday, 9, 11, 1 p.m. Make sure you're here next week. Bring a friend. Free tacos. Tacos! What kind of tacos? So excited. It doesn't matter. They're free. They're going to be delicious. (laughs) They're going to be disgusting. We love you. (laughs) Be blessed. Peace. Hey church, Trinworth Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at 7 o'clock. It's from 7 to 8.30 and we really want to cultivate an environment of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a a good week at school or a bad week at school where they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave change, empowered and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth seven o'clock right here at our Mullica Hill campus. We would love to see them out.